0: Hey babes, this is Alyssa, the host of That's What Mom Said podcast and your new mom bestie. I've had to deal with daddy issues that later turned into baby daddy issues and honestly, the rest is history. As if being a mom isn't hard enough, I'm out here healing, trying to break generational curses, redefining motherhood, making sure I eat three times a day and my kids get fed and I remember to shower. And I think that if you're a mom, you get it. Download, subscribe, and turn your notifications on on your favorite podcast app so you never miss an episode. And to stay up to date with all things That's What Mom Said, follow me on Instagram at That's What Mom Said Pod. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of That's What Mom Said. I'm here with my friend Bree today. What's going on, Brie? Hi, everyone. I haven't done an in-person interview in the longest time. And you, dude, when you had texted me that you were on your way, I was just thinking like, oh, I really want to grab a coffee. But then I was like, let me get back here quick, like before right. so I can make it on time. <laughs> and then you text me, do you want a coffee? And I was like, oh my God, yes. Podcasting awesome. and coffee. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Um. So if you are from New Jersey or live in um, Central Jersey at all, you have probably seen Brie somewhere on the news in the past year or so. Um. Because of the unfortunate death of her son, Corey. So Bree is here to share her story today and just talk a little bit about how life has been since you lost your son.
1: Okay. Um, well, I lost my son, Corey Michelow, um almost a year and a half ago. Wow. That's crazy. Time is just flying. And it's it's horrible. It's it doesn't feel like it's been that long. <clears throat> But um my son was murdered by his father, Christopher Greger, April 2nd, 2021. And um a lot a lot has gone on since then. A ton of stuff. Yes, a lot. A ton of stuff. A lot. Um, I've been going through the court system with his father. I remember the fucking phone call. Like I was dude, I was at work and the detective that I talked to like often Mm -hmm. was um he called me and like usually he calls me on some bullshit like <laughs> and like I, I like in the beginning i'd be like oh my god he's calling me i'm so excited maybe this is it and then like after like 10 phone calls i was like fuck you don't call me no more uh-huh. but then i called him back and he was like oh i just wanted to let you know christopher got arrested for homicide i was like no bro i fucking like did you cry did yes, you like I scream like, like yes and i was just like Oh my fucking I was like cursing and stuff like mm-hmm. being like unprofessional, but he was just like no, it's fine. And he was just like, um, yeah, that's it. Like he didn't know what like he told me and yeah, I was waiting for that day for a long time. It so. was so
0: crazy because I met you shortly after Corey passed away, right?
1: Yeah, I think right after. Yeah, like, like it right was like because we went to the candlelit vigil in Barnegat, like april 13th it was yeah so like like two weeks two weeks after we passed and it's
0: crazy because i remember like being around you then whenever like the detective would call your phone like you would like answer right away and then like after a couple months of like knowing you you'd be like oh my god it's a detective again i'll call them back later because they just never had any new shit to tell you and you were over it no
1: and i feel bad for the guy (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I would answer the phone like hmm, yeah whatever I yelled at the guy I said he wasn't doing his job mm-hmm. I said he sucked as a cop whatever and he took it all and was just like hmm, that's fine you know whatever yeah Brianna whatever well you were a grieving mama so yeah he knew so and I think he he's been very um involved even after Chris like got arrested he comes to the court dates we talk you know his wife was outside holding signs I wow. one to Chris's court dates yeah he's very invested and she was telling me that um you know he brought it home with him like it wasn't like he left Corey's thing you know at work he would bring it home he would work on it and he just like was different like after because it's a child
0: like even when i heard like your story and everything i was just like i can't imagine because i i just could not imagine that
1: you don't i don't think anyone no obviously no one can understand unless they've been through it and like but you'll see like news articles about you know there was an accident a kid was involved and you know they passed away i think that that's very sad but still different than um you know a child being killed by one of their parents you know like that's not supposed to happen accidents you know car accidents aren't supposed to happen cancer shouldn't happen to children but this is something that someone else you know caused so it's it's hard yeah it's different and um You know, when this happened, I wasn't expecting so many people to come together and be so, um, I guess, supportive. And because it's just another story for some people, Mm -hmm. you know, people look at it and they're like, oh, wow. But so many people came together and um, were really touched by his story. I feel like a
0: lot of people also followed your lead, too, because when you thought that nobody cared, you were out there stapling papers and flyers (laughs) yeah that was you know what
1: honestly i think that's what got me through i feel like you know when someone else loses somebody they immediately not always but um they can grieve but with corey it was you know i questioned if you know the kid they had at the hospital was even him Yeah. you know like you don't believe it and they didn't let me see him Mm. so For a week, I was like, I honestly tried to convince myself that maybe it's the wrong kid, but I was like, then where's Corey, you know? But the first day I was able to convince myself, I was like, can you guys double check? Can you double check? It's the right kid. And they're like, you know, yeah, obviously. Cause you just, you couldn't wrap your mind around it. No. And then honestly, like I think back now and I remember like I was pacing back and forth my whole neighborhood and I didn't sit down for like 10 hours. Oh no, I was just pacing. But I smoked cigarette after cigarette after cigarette. And I just, I didn't get on my phone. I couldn't even, I didn't even call my dad. I had to, someone else had to, like, so I think I was just in and then shock. It's yeah. like you
0: have that first initial shock and then, like, it's disbelief. So then you have to process it again later on. And then later I, on, yeah, it's almost yeah. like you're grieving again. Because now you're kind of like, oh, shit, like, this really did happen. Yeah,
1: because, you know, the first night... Like I was in shock and then I had to go, I had to wait until two in the morning for the detectives to come interview me.
0: What were you waiting for?
1: They were doing their job down where Corey passed. They were Mm -hmm. at the hospital taking pictures, doing all that. They went to Chris's house and then they finally came and got to me. So I live an hour away from Chris. Okay. So once they got to me, it's like.
0: And they don't care what time it is. It's they're working. No, they're di- working. Yeah, this is, like, <laughs> they need
1: They need to get this. They need to know what's happening because mm-hmm. Chris is nowhere to be fi- found and they don't know what the hell's going on. You know, I could have done it for all they knew at that point. They didn't know what happened. Yeah. It could have not even been a homicide. So you know, I just, I want to
0: rewind with just a tiny bit for anybody who doesn't like know <laughs> your story or whatever. Um, When Corey passed away, he was at the hospital, correct? Correct. Okay. Yeah. And just, I just want you to tell like what what happened like kind of right after like cory passed and then like who notified you what happened with chris like what was going on so
1: i'll talk about the days leading up to Corey's that too i think that's relevant so people understand too okay um about two weeks before cory passed i noticed um well before even before that there was a pattern of abuse that i noticed that Corey was um receiving from chris mm-hmm. but unfortunately um you know, I would call Child Protective Services. I would call the cops. They didn't believe me. They, you know, so um, about two weeks before he passed, he told me about um, an incident that took place that actually was caught on um, surveillance video, which the cops have now. And um, he basically um, forced Corey to run on a treadmill. He bit him on the head and so, um, so Corey had told you about that. Yes. Okay. And then I called child protective services. They investigated and, um, I think I don't even know what I could blame them not doing anything for. I think they were just very negligent and, um, they just didn't do their jobs. Correct. Cause they saw this video before Corey died and didn't do anything about it. So, um, after that. Um, Corey was, you know, I took him to the hospital the night before he passed, um, for a child abuse exam. They examined him. They said he was healthy. He had bruises. It was suspicious, but they had us, they wanted us to follow up with, um,
0: his pediatrician. No, no, no. A
1: child abuse expert through Dife or child protective services. But I had to take him back to Chris's the next morning Mm -hmm. for, because of a custody order. <clears throat> and um, so I did that, and um, that's when Chris called me around 3 o'clock telling me that Corey, um, I, I'm trying to think, um, his legs hurt. He was throwing up. He was lethargic, and he was taking him to the hospital, and that's the last I ever heard from Chris to this day. Two year, Almost two years later, I haven't heard a peep from him and um
0: <clears throat> so you guys other than him telling you that he was taking cory to the hospital there was just no, has never been another conversation no,
1: nope. and um <clears throat> i think another part of the grieving process was me needing to hear what the fuck happened from chris's mouth even though it was like i knew it wouldn't be the truth mm-hmm. i wanted to know what he was gonna like what How he would portray it or his
0: version of events, right? And you know
1: what? Like when Corey passed, for some reason, even though I hated the guy, I knew he was abusing Corey. The first thing I thought of was like, where, where is he? Mm -hmm. You would think, even though we hate each other, he's a garbage person, piece of shit. If you didn't kill my kid, you would be grieving, and you would want to be grieving with his mom.
0: Yeah. For sure. I don't
1: care. I don't care what you say. I don't care how much you hate the person. That's what you would do. and yeah. that's you know when the cops notified me, they came you know they I guess they received a call from the police from the um town the hospital was in because mm-hmm. the hospital is the one that called in Corey's death as suspicious. so that's how the investigation started. and um so. The pol- my local police notified me, and first of all, they did it in a horrible way. I guess um, the communication between them wasn't too great, mm-hmm. the two police departments. So they thought I already knew that Corey passed. So oh, when no. they knocked on my door, you know, I was on my way out to go to the hospital and meet Corey and Chris there. But um, you know, they knocked on my door, and I was like, "Oh, I'm on my way. I already know what's going on. I'm on my way to the hospital." <laughs> So they when they knocked on my door, I was on my way out to go to the hospital where Corey was. And
0: Chris didn't tell you the hospital. No, I had to call.
1: It took me over an hour to find him because I had to call a bunch of hospitals. Yeah. So, um, I finally found out, and I was on my, I literally got dressed and was on on the way out, and that's when a cop knocked on my door, and he was like, "Oh, are you so and so, Corey's mom, whatever?" I was like, "Yes. What's?" yeah i reported him missing actually i remember i reported him missing because i couldn't find the hospital he was at mm-hmm. so i thought they were there to like follow up with that
0: okay so i was like
1: yeah I'm, I'm his mom but i know where he is now i'm trying to get around you i'm gonna go around you so i can get there you know and he was like well how long has he been dead for how long has your son been dead for that's what the cops told me asked me oh, oh
0: my god shouldn't you know that information and like- i was
1: like first of all yes second of all like what made you think I knew? Yeah. You know, I guess, like I said, it was miscommunication. My mom, she, you know, she had a son too. So she didn't know because she was at the door with me. She's like, my son or her? Because you don't think it's- You just
0: didn't know who was You what. don't
1: think it was, it's a, the, your six-year-old son. Like, yeah. the more likely person would have been, you know, my brother, my mom's son. So, um, <clears throat> and yeah, after that, it was just like- it's blurry. I remember, like, hearing my mom scream, and then I don't know what the hell I did. And I just... And then I remember, like, not wanting to talk to the cops, and I just told them to fucking leave. Like, because yeah. I didn't want it to be real. I wanted them gone and don't pretend that that didn't happen, you know? Mm-hmm. So,
0: so you find out that your son passed, and his father left him at the hospital. Yes,
1: yeah. And- well, I didn't find that out at first, but... Um, <clears throat> They did tell me he left the hospital, but they thought he was on the way to my house for some reason. And I found out they were, like, scared he was going to come, like, hurt me. Mm-hmm. So they had cops, like, outside of my house for, like, a week, you know, after Corey passed. Because they didn't know where he was. They didn't know what was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but turned, it turns out, like, after, you know, everything, he ended up being in Tennessee. They pinged his phone. And um, they found him there and they took him in for questioning and everything. But at that point, they really couldn't determine, you know, that it was a homicide. They didn't get an autopsy or anything.
0: I've been to a couple of like your like rallies outside mm-hmm. the courtroom. For I've, I've, I've stood on <clears throat> street corners with you holding yeah. up justice for Corey signs. Like, what was your motive doing that? Um, was that to get attention from the media or just attention for the case in general? Like, what, what was your goal? I think from
1: the beginning, after, it took me about almost three months mm-hmm. after he passed to start doing those things. Because, you know, I was relying on the cops the first, like, three months. And then I realized, like, it wasn't going quick enough. and yeah. you're like, we, come on, let's, let's... We know he, you know, everyone, it's very clear to everybody, including mm-hmm. the police, that Christopher killed Corey. there's Mm -hmm. you know it's very clear and um it was hard hearing the cops say we know we just can't do anything right now because of this that or the other thing so i was like fuck that i'm gonna you know make them do something Mm -hmm. so i guess by doing all those rallies you know hanging the posters it was my way of putting pressure like on the cops yeah you know and um i honestly think that is what paid off eventually and I think that's what pushed them so hard because they saw that um, I was I, I don't know if it was because I was passionate or just like that wasn't going to go away. Like You guys are going to yeah. solve this and you're going to arrest him or something like, you know.
0: Well, that's what I loved about you the whole time. Like everything you were like, I'm taking this into my own hands. Like mm-hmm. if you guys aren't going to move on my time, then like, I'm going to yeah, yeah. even with like, I don't know how much you want to get into it, but like you know, like trying to find somebody else to do like your own autopsy because you just felt like in your heart, there's no fucking way that my kid was not, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like I did a lot, you know, I literally tried to find someone to do that. Um, you know, I, I literally every single day I was calling somebody new whether it was a cop, it was, you know, someone that knew about these types of things, um, There was a couple
0: times that you we sat here and we watched you on like live streaming. Yeah, I mean, I did just getting Corey's story out there. Yeah,
1: I worked like that was really you know my main goal. Like for the more people that knew, I feel like the more, um, like I said, it would put pressure on the cops and Mm -hmm. like it would be harder for them not to do anything. It would be harder for him to get away with anything because you can't leave, you know, a six year old child suspicious death just. Hanging in the Hanging air. Hanging in the air, yeah, you know. With no answers. Exactly. So I think that's, you know, what helped. And like I said, the detective that i worked with, I hate him and I love him at the same time. Like, mm-hmm. that's just it. Like, you know, he did everything he had to do and eventually it worked because, you know, yeah. he did a lot of work. I got to say for the last year, like, it's not like he wasn't doing it. In my mind, he wasn't. Like, I in my mind, I was like, he doesn't do shit. He's not... You Know he's not helping me, he's not working, he's not working his case. He probably has like a million other things he's doing, but mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I he was so yeah. Well, mm-hmm. that's good, thank God yeah. for that. Yeah, he was definitely a big help.
0: Chris was officially charged with
1: uh first degree murder, and he still has the second degree child endangerment charge.
0: Okay, and then so, but <laughs> so he's charged with that, but then like what's the process? So now?
1: basically, most people don't know how. Long the court processes. It's like a bitch. It's like you don't just like you know you get arrested and they're like, okay, these are your charges. Now, do you want to plead guilty? You're not guilty. Okay, you're not guilty. Trial. Okay, sentencing. It's not. Mm -hmm. It's not one after another. Like he's been in jail for almost, I think it's six months, and we're still like, not even thirty percent done with it. You know, like we've had pretrial hearings. You know. He, he was offered 30 years in jail. He declined that. So now it's like, basically, we have to go to trial. And I think right now, everyone's in the process. Like, his attorney is in the process of preparing for trial. And mm-hmm. that's what, you know, the prosecutor has to prepare for it, too. You know, and they told me it could be two years. They, it really could. And as much as I want for there to be an end to this kind of, my... I'm still okay with what's going on because he's in jail. He's not, you know, I had to go a year with knowing he's just
0: out running the out streets, working. He has a girlfriend, you know, he could
1: possibly have a child. kid, like, yeah. you know, like he's doing whatever he wants. So, so you,
0: do you, are you comfortable with the fact that he's just, that he's in jail right yes, now?
1: I think I, you know, like the only other thing I could want is him dead, but yeah, <laughs> I wish I could do it, but you know, yeah. like I can't. And, I, I don't want him to die and then, you know, the afterlife is better for him. I think jail is the best place. Because you know what? I've had outside or inside sources tell me he gets his ass beat every day. Like, and he gets his food taken from him. And As he, he should. And he can't do he can't do shit about it. Like, you're a big guy. Yeah. But what, are you going to fight back? In jail? Yeah. In prison like-
0: <laughs> where there's people that are in there for life? They don't yeah, give a shit about care. anything. So,
1: yeah. You know what? And he takes it. And I, I heard from, I, I don't know if it's a roommate. What do you call him? people at a jail me I don't know someone that shared a bunk with him, like a
0: bunkie yeah he yeah. was trying to,
1: he somehow convinced this dude that he was um he was innocent and this and that he's going to trial he has pictures of his son all over the jail cell you're sick you're sick, you're sick, as sick to be able to put pictures of your son that you killed Mm-mm. in your jail cell what it, how do you, that makes me think like there's nothing like in his heart like he's just like he's sick. Well, I mean I feel like
0: calling him a narcissist would be like an understatement of the century. No, he
1: is like I think he's like evil. Like he No,
0: like literally. Like you have to be evil and I'm not going to try to make something make sense of something that doesn't make no, sense. It just a... doesn't make sense that you killed your child and no. now you're looking at him on your wall. That's a little bit weird. That
1: that's ha- like that's like you know like serial killers keep like Memorabilia, what yeah, do you, what do you like it? some, yeah. yeah, like something like their underwear or then. their mm-hmm. wristlet or what, whatever. Like, that's like what that makes me feel like. If I did something this, I wouldn't be able to look at them, yeah, you no, know what I mean? Like, not. that makes me know, like, you don't regret it, you have no remorse, but yeah, there's, I don't think there's like any way to describe Chris, I think he. I I can't I feel like I can't even compare him to like serial killers like Ted Bundy or something because he's worse like Mm -hmm. for you to be able to kill like your own kid I I guess Chris Watts you know Chris Watts yeah Yeah. you know
0: what's funny that you just said that there's been so many documentaries about Chris Watts and Mm -hmm. I just watched another one the other day I think on um Hulu maybe Mm -hmm. they have a new one and it was like um other people that they were interviewing and whatever and it's just like so disgusting to watch it knowing what he did because there's all that body cam footage from right after like, he dumped his kids and his wife off in that yeah. field and everything and like just like his demeanor and his body language like how do you kill your child and then you're
1: calm and then like not have
0: and, any emotion it's just like
1: and it's not and it's like okay he killed his two kids an unborn child and his wife like, yeah and your whole you just killed your whole life and you're able to lie to the cops like that like i don't know i i can't lie in general mm-hmm. like i can't if i were to sit here and tell you a lie like you wouldn't know like I, like you know what i mean like yeah. so for someone to be able to do that it's like that's a true psychopath and um i don't know if people are born like that they're raised like that but um or some, just like
0: acting before thinking even like
1: they they i feel like these types of people don't have that type of train of thought like how we do you know like their Mm -hmm. brains function completely different than us and um it does not i don't think it makes it okay i don't think it's an actual mental disorder i think they're just fucked up like Mm -hmm. period point blank there those types of people shouldn't be able to be on this earth you know what i mean so yeah agreed yeah
0: Right after Corey had passed away, Chris left the hospital. Was that the reason that the hospital called and said that it was suspicious? Or was there something else about Corey passing that they thought was... I
1: think the reason they called... I think for any child that passes away from an unknown cause... Like, you know, if he had COVID or, he, you know, he's had illnesses before, then...
0: Or if there was something, like, blatantly wrong yes, with him. Yes, but mm-hmm. they
1: didn't know what why he passed away. And then I think on top of it, Chris leaving... It's like, okay, that's icing on the cake, we're gonna, you know, at this kid's alone, you know what I mean? Not
0: Mm -hmm. like we just told you your kid is dead, and you just left,
1: right? Yeah. So, um, you know, there's different ways of grieving, and I know that's true, but the number you know, most ways of you don't grieve by leaving your child at the hospital and going off to Tennessee. If he left the hospital and went to his parents' house okay. Maybe you're, you trying, you're trying to it. find comfort yeah. with your parents. Like you don't know how to handle it. Maybe your parents can help. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But you left and you ran. That's yeah. not grieving. That's not the first thing you should think of when you lose somebody, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, you well, know, all of his actions after Corey passed has, you know, shown me that he doesn't care. He is guilty. And there's been times like in the beginning where I was trying to make it, you know, I didn't want him to be guilty i didn't want to know that he like did this to Corey. why would you mm-hmm. you know not that it would make it any better or make me feel better but if Corey passed away from like an illness or something that's better than knowing that someone that was supposed to love him that he loved hurt him you know yeah so.
0: i mean i can't even imagine the way that you feel because not only did you lose your child but you know who took your child's life and that's different than an accident or something happening that you can't control it's like his life was taken into the hands of someone else
1: yeah yeah that shouldn't have had that they shouldn't have been able to decide if he lived or died and Yeah. yeah he took it upon himself to do that and um I, I don't think there's much more you can expect from somebody like him, though. Like, yeah. that was bound to happen, whether it was Corey or one of his girlfriends or his parents. He was, you know, like he, he was just an angry he, person. He was born, or like I said, born or raised, I don't know, to for this to happen. He mm-hmm. was going to kill somebody, whether it was Corey or somebody else, you know, so. Um, and unfortunately, it was Corey, but. Um, You know, I just thank God every day that I, you know, there's no more kids involved in his life that Mm -hmm. he was able to um, do this to.
0: The one thing that I have learned when I've been in, I mean, healing is forever. I'm going to forever be going through the things that I've gone through, dealing with them, healing from them, whatever. Um, But one of the things that I've had to come to terms with was when you really let go of something or you forgive somebody, It has to be for you. Right. Like, whether they apologize to you, give you a reason for how they acted, um, you have to, like, forgive for you to move on. Do you feel like you're at a place of forgiveness? (laughs) Not not even close? No,
1: (laughs) no. Um, First of all, he'll never apologize because he'll never be able to admit that he did anything to Corey. I mean, he could be in a. for those things called an electric chair and he wouldn't you know you don't that. think
0: something will come out during the trial
1: i think there's plenty of evidence to, you know that he did it i don't think he like i said he's ever going to admit to anybody that no you know it's never going to come out of his mouth and if it even if it did yeah, i don't think he would say he was sorry for it mm-hmm. um the only way he would is if you know for some reason he got a good plea deal and they had, you, you know, when you get a plea deal, you have to admit guilt. Yeah. And even then I think he would twist the story to make him seem less of a bad person. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not going to say, yeah, I just, you know, did this, but um, no, even if he apologized, even if he admitted it and said he was so sorry, you know, he wished he could take it back. But I would never, there's just no forgiveness in that. Um, anything else, you know, yes, but you know, harming your kid isn't, and yeah. saying sorry isn't going to cut it for me. I
0: hope that one day you find peace with the situation, but as far as like forgiving him, I wouldn't yeah. blame you if you held yeah. that grudge forever cuz yeah. I would.
1: Yeah. Um I feel like one day <clears throat> you know it's possible to find that, but I feel like the story needs to be over. Like I need to know he's in jail the rest of his life. Like I am not ever going to be able to um not move on in my life, but continue my life without um
0: closure closure
1: until you know the court case is over and he's sentenced and I know he's there and you know
0: there's nothing more to be done there's nothing more to be done
1: because there is, you know, I still have to go to court. I have to testify, I have to do this. So um until that's over, you know, this isn't the end. But Yeah. yeah.
0: So what does life look like for you now, a year and a half later?
1: Um, so I'm actually pregnant. Yay! <laughs> and, um, so I am excited. Um, I actually found out, um, the end of April mm-hmm. and, um, it was, you know, right after yes. Corey's one year of his passing. Mm-hmm. So, and <clears throat> my brother also passed away March 18th. So I feel like, you know, they kind of sent me this blessing because mm-hmm. they knew, you know, I needed something to keep me going Yeah. Um, and you know what before this I didn't think I was ever going to have another kid you know because it's hard you have to um well to have a baby you know be pregnant while you're grieving um it's hard you know there's thoughts in your head like I have I mean I haven't been pregnant in 10 years so, yeah, you know just being pregnant yeah. is like crazy to me and you know um After losing Corey, it's not like I stopped feeling like I was a mom. It was just like I wasn't still doing the things I was when he was here. Yeah. So it's like I feel like I might have lost touch as a mom. Yeah. You know?
0: So I just feel like being a mother in general, like, that becomes your whole identity, your whole personality. You literally change your life to be based around your kids' needs and wants and what their schedule is and everything. And it's like you went from having this one child to having like you were by yourself yeah, again so you all yeah. you almost had to have like a new life
1: yeah yeah my like it drastically changed you know I go from being a mom and that's all I knew for almost seven years mm-hmm. you know it wasn't like he was young he you know he was older so um that's all I knew and I had him when I was 17 so mm-hmm. it's not like I went out and party and had this whole different thing going on so from 17 until You know, I was 24 when he passed. That's all I knew was being a mom. So, for the last, like, year and a half, it's, like, I don't know what the hell I've been doing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, it's, you know, just...
0: What are you most nervous about, like, having a new baby? Like, do you have... Are you sad? Do you have thoughts of, like, you know, like, do you feel guilty at all? Yeah,
1: I think I have all those feelings mixed together. You know, like, I'm happy. I'm excited. I feel sad, too, because... Um, you know, I want Corey here. I want him to have to know his sister, you know, to you know be a big brother here, mm-hmm. you know on earth, so it's definitely hard knowing that you know, I am a mom of two, but I only have one here, mm-hmm. so that's hard um, but of course, you know she's gonna know all about him, yeah, like <laughs> you know i was just, all, I was just thinking that like, anyway,
0: yeah, I was just thinking like not only is she gonna ha- have like what, did we say that you're having a girl?
1: No. I don't it know what is we girl. That. It's we it <laughs> yes. said
0: I just feel like, you know, she's gonna have so many stories from you and like everybody around you yeah. about Corey. She's yeah. gonna know about her brother. And I feel like, you know, he'll be there forever to look out for her. So yeah. she'll, she'll she'll have that have protection him. forever. Yeah, you know? I feel
1: like that'll comfort her as she gets older too. And um, you know, my biggest hope is like I see her him and her. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Somehow, like, he, she looks like him, or, you know, she laughs like him, or just something small, you know, that's, like, all I could ask for, but, um, you know, just knowing she is somewhat a part of him, you know, mm-hmm. it just makes me feel better, and like I said, I've been a mom for so long, I know I'm meant to be a mom, so, you know, to get, like, another chance at it is all I could ask for right now.
0: Yeah, for sure is the pregnancy this time? Is it like different from your pregnancy with Corey? Yeah, definitely. A hundred percent.
1: I'm not 17 anymore. I can tell you that (laughs) It's so different, you know, like I don't even remember having like a Mm backache. I never threw up with Corey. Um, Like there was just no pain, no nothing. It was like, just, I felt like I was normal. A normal person gave birth and that was it. Like Mm -hmm. now (laughs) I had morning sickness the first like three months. It was, it was horrible. Um, but
0: even for me, like having my kids at eighteen and then nineteen, yeah, and then yeah. having EJ when my kids are six and eight, yeah, like yeah. it was so many years afterwards. So technically,
1: like, it's like the same how I because Corey would be nine, so that's like
0: yeah. And my kids were six yeah, and eight when yeah. I was pregnant with EJ, but just like I was so much older. I had yeah. had two kids already. I had other surgeries. Like my body just it felt was just, like yeah. Okay, sick. Can you? If it's a, not a kid, it's a dog. Yeah. If it's not a dog, it's a kid.
1: But yeah, no, I feel like, you know, I feel every ache and pain now. It's like, it, it's crazy. Um, you know, but obviously it's worth it. It's just uh, way different than Corey. Mm-hmm. And I think my body is like telling me not anymore. We're not doing this again. <laughs> I'm done now. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't, we'll see what happens, uh-huh. you know, but um, I think it would be nice in the future to have another boy. Mm-hmm. Um. And, you know, I'm happy with how I ended up having a girl. Because um, I don't think my – obviously, I wouldn't have had a choice. But if I, you know, was pregnant with a boy, I don't know how I would mentally, you know, be able to handle it.
0: I was going to ask you that, and I didn't know if that was, like, a stupid question. But I was, like, kind of wondering, like, if you had gotten pregnant with a boy, like, would you have felt different? Would you have felt more like – I think it would have been harder. Yeah.
1: Yeah, not – so much during the pregnancy but when the baby got here you know i feel like it would have been harder but also at the same time i know like you know with a boy and a girl like Corey was like my best friend he was mm-hmm. obsessed with me you know what i mean like i feel like girls you know you have a different relationship with them you do. kind of yeah you know not saying it's not a good relationship but i you know i don't think i'll ever get what i had with Corey. not mm. say i'm gonna love her just as much as i love Corey. But I just don't think I'll ever get that again. You know, we went through so much together, yeah. you know. um, So, you know. So,
0: I don't know if this will make you feel better at all. I obviously have never lost a child. Mm-hmm. um, But... When I was pregnant with Jalen, I was super detached from my pregnancy with her. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like it wasn't possible for me to love another baby the way that I love John. But... And I kind of had to like sit with that. And my mom would tell me like, even though you're not feeling it right now, like your heart really does grow bigger with every child. And it's not that like one becomes more than another. And like, even though Corey is not Earthside, like he's still your child. That's yeah, your absolutely. son period yeah. forever. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like it's... Corey is Corey and this new baby girl is who she is. And like your heart will just grow bigger and it doesn't like one doesn't have to do with the other. You know what I mean? Yeah,
1: I agree. And as time goes on, I realized that, you know, before I even was pregnant, you know, I was saying if I did have another kid, I don't know how I would do it. Like, I don't. When Corey was still here, I didn't want to have more kids because of my love. I had so much love for him. I was like, it would be so unfair to another kid.
0: Mm hmm because I'll never because love I'll never kid. love them like mm-hmm. Corey
1: you know what I mean yeah. like but I, I don't believe that I, you know like I said I would never do that to my kid either like I would never yeah make her feel some type of way like that either but um I think I'll love them equally you know Corey is just in a different way because he's not here yeah you know um but I, I'll still always like have that relationship somehow with him and um she's a different she's her own person you know I can't
0: yeah she's a whole different child yeah
1: she, like this I'm not gonna base my you know motherhood and everything off of her off of Corey with her you know what I mean she mm-hmm. is a, a whole different human yeah. you know I have to learn from her you know so um you know I know it's gonna be difficult but at the same time it's you know it's like getting a new life kind of mm-hmm. like I'm not moving on from Corey I never will but it's like I get to continue you know, most people when they lose a kid, it's just like, that's the end for them. And yeah, I'm happy I was able to, um, you know, sort of build a life after.
0: Yeah. Because and a I,
1: lot of people don't get to
0: No, they don't. And I feel like a lot of people are scared almost to move on. Like they almost feel like
1: they have to be stuck. They have the to past. be stuck because your yeah. their child's not
0: here anymore, and yeah. you know I feel like it's a it's a good beginning for you, and I feel like Corey wants you to be happy.
1: Yeah, I honestly like believe with all my heart he he gave me her, you know, like he yeah. sent me her because, uh-huh. you know, when he was still here, he would always tell me he wanted a little sister. You know, oh, so stop it. it. I know, so <laughs> you know, that's, and then when I first got pregnant, obviously I didn't know the gender, but I knew it was a girl. Like you knew. off the bat, I knew I was like, cause Corey wanted a little sister. It's a girl. I know it. So mm-hmm. when I found out it was a girl, I was like, yeah, like that's definitely, you know, what happened. And then, like I said, I think he just knew I needed something to keep me going because it, I feel like after he passed, like even like up until recently, like I just wasn't going in any, type of direction. Mm-hmm. I was just living. I like barely, you know what I mean? Like I was yeah. functioning as a, as a human being, but I, <laughs> you know, I didn't have like a direction I was going in, but now I do, you know, like I have a future before I didn't like yeah. at all. So I think he sent me her to, you know, Keep say, you get your the, shit together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Keep you
0: on the right path. Yeah. That's good.
1: How do you plan on
0: incorporating corey into your like everyday life so your daughter knows who he is and things like that like have you thought about that i know um, you, you like to celebrate his you've done you've done his birthday two years right yes
1: um we've done you know we do like so many events still like we had like a butterfly release like everything that we do for corey is not based off of the court situation like chris like yeah. who killed him no that's not what we it's not only You're about that we celebrate him. his birthday we celebrate you know We celebrated the first year of his passing um, with a butterfly release. So, you know, she'll be a part of that always. And just, like, when she gets older, just telling her about him, show like, you know, picture books, whatever, Mm -hmm. she'll know everything. And, um, yeah.
0: Well, thank you so much, Brie, for (laughs) coming on and talking about Corey and everything. Mm -hmm. You know, I love to have you here. Yeah. And I'm wishing you all the best with your baby girl. Thank you. All right, guys, I will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of That's What Mom Said. Be sure to click the fifth star and leave a super cute review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening right now. Make sure you send this episode to your mom friends, your group chat, your grandmother, your kid's teacher, or literally anybody else that you've ever met. I'll talk to you guys next week. Okay, love you. Bye.